When you're down low, you should download. Do you quit what I quit? Come ye to live for more. Hi. 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 How are you? I'm good. I just spilled wine all over my notebook, so I feel like that's a very good place to start. It's just very you. I know, right? It feels right. Oh, thank you. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. You look a little bit um, out of sorts. I'm for sure out of sorts. Why? I'm out of all the sorts. Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So I forgot I was on a podcast for a second. Uh, (laughs) Drinking and talking. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Do You... Queer What I... Queer. That's... Tom, and that is... Elliot. Thanks for tuning in. And together we're Dickwick. To Dickwick. And, you know, just like, appreciate today. Live for the moment. Really? This is a self-help podcast. It's all about burning some (laughs) incense on a beach. Throw your phone in the ocean right now. (laughs) Drink half a bottle of white wine. (laughs) Listen, Tom, can you explain your sorts? Hi. Uh, My color today is like, um, oh, it's like a shiny white like a light like a like a balloon animal yeah a white balloon animal yeah that's been like made into a dog and then into a a helmet okay and then deflated okay and the and everyone won't stop playing with this like poor deflated like almost like a beach ball like yeah. if you're playing beach volleyball and it gets deflated and people still play with it, and the ball's totally useless, and it ends up ruining the game. And then, like the wa- the ocean comes and just like washes it away into nothingness. Are you still high? <laughs> <laughs> that so so it's like like a like a like a plasticky white. Okay, so can we just continuity sake corner? Like last week, you were a shining white that was so bright it was loud. Yeah. And this week, you're like a plasticky, like washed away dog white. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I think, but you're getting to the point, which is like, I'm incapable of emotions anymore. Right. Which You're, colors would usually color those. Right. So like, um, are we moving closer to or farther away from like a color? Uh, oh, much farther away from. Much- I'm on Garbage Island right now with all the plastic and the straws. In my ass. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. It's so, I mean, spacious in here. I really hope that this this episode can like color your world a bit, you know? Thank you. You're welcome. I'll recheck in about a color at the end of this. No, I won't. I'll forget to do that. If we remember, <laughs> then hey, I'll do that. I'm um, uh, also sorry, just because people probably heard me say, "Are you still high?" Um, this, that's nothing like insidious or anything. It's just that Tom's friend, listen, Kathy, yes, yes. gave me a little chocolate edible last night, mm-hmm. which was horrific. Like, oh my god, yeah. I can't handle those things. And like, I was just like, I don't know. I feel like I've been bloodlet. Everything has drained from my body because of this weed. Right. This is like 24 hours later. Get it together, Tom. I know. I mean, even a lot of like hardcore stoners are not into edibles. So kudos to you for just trucking through that. Really? Is that a kudos moment? You're here. You're sitting in this chair. Here I am. You got through meetings on meetings, scrambles on scrambles. You're an omelet now and you're sitting and I'm proud of you. Ew. And it's pride omelet. Yeah. Also, when you said bloodletting, did you know that barbershop things are red and blue and white because the red represents bloodletting? That's the most you thing you've ever told me. I said it to fish for that comment. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. But it's true. Stop being a fishy Jesus. Fish, fish, no, not even again. We're not going to go there. Uh, what's your color? My color today. So I'm going to be do like a combative color. I'm like a fucking Shocking. deep, like shouting tangerine i feel like i'm shouting tangerines at you right i, I like, kind of picture there's like a glowing orb behind you yeah i kind of feel like you're that color and it's like shining through me this like salt rock you mean yeah 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 like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like up your asshole and out through your mouth Out my mouth yeah, yeah perfect that's how i feel it's like in blade when they shoot the vampires and they like disintegrate that's how i feel i don't understand that reference i'm a I, buffy fan through and through again i fished for that comment i hate how well i know you i could just do this by myself just say things. Okay, in yelling tangerine. What are you gonna? What are you yelling about? I'm yelling because I want some of my color to like stick onto your white plastic. You know, I'm like, today I, um, I finally got over a writer's block, which feels whoa. That's fucking, a huge deal. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's a really good feeling, and it kind of just like cracked my plaster, and I feel like lights coming through now, and I'm like happy again, and um, 
Uh, there's a bit. There's a bit of manic energy there. Absolutely. Oh shit! I've realized what happens. We just transfer energy yep. back and forth. Yeah. So you you gave me this. Take it back. This I is now toxic. I don't want it. I'm happy as I am. Listen. Oh, no. I'll shine some at you. Look. And I'll walk away. I'll do whatever I can to destroy your life. <laughs> Jesse destroys life. <laughs> We don't pay him enough for that. <laughs> or at all. He's still getting emails for applications for his position. Yeah. Just be better than Jesse. So literally anyone could get the job. Yeah. You can roll up as like a piece of sludge leaking under our door. And I'll like. That sounds so cute. I'll throw money at you like right. never before. I'll pay you. <laughs> Tom, I'm seeing your eye like you're tired, you know? And I just, I'd love for you to live in that Are you moment. calling me ugly? No. <laughs> I see your crow's feet. You look exhausted. No, I just mean like you don't need to pretend. We're all we're very about being who we are here. Thank you. You know, just like I appreciate it. Be the next day. I'm just edible. like on so much cold meds, and like I didn't eat because I forgot, and I'm having acute cider. So like whatever's gonna come out of my mouth, yeah, deal with it. Deal with it. You heard it there first, so that's good. Some nice insurance. Um, do you have any corrections corner? Any corners to to go through? I don't actually have any corners. Oh, I. I listened back in the episode um, really expecting there to be. Yeah. And I think the only thing was that if I could correct something you said. Uh-oh. Is that okay? I, well, you're doing it. <laughs> you just, you said ableism in, at one point, and I'm not sure if that's exactly what you'd meant. Um, Probably not. Because you'd said the, the, the pride on the go drink thing was ableist, which I'm not too certain if that makes sense. All right, well, why don't you clear that up for our listeners? Just then? ableism in in sense of like that is when an able-bodied person has more privileges and people who are non-able-bodied are more marginalized. Mm-hmm. Which I mean that still could make sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, good yeah. call. Yeah, thanks. Um I don't know what I meant when I said that. I love correcting you, so. <laughs> I honestly also thought I'd google that whole drink thing and it would be not as bad and really benign, but it's almost worse than I thought. Well, we'll report back next week. Yeah. Yeah, do you have any corrections? No. Good. It's good to know. I also was expecting to have several mm-hmm. because we said some bonky, bonky shit last last week. Some wonky, bonky. Some wonky bonks. But uh, yeah, even the ableism thing like makes sense. You know, whatever. Like let's that. just forge ahead. Okay, sure. Fire up those those be- those bellows. Use those bellows, Tom. Yeah. What do you want to talk to me about? Okay, listen. Look, I did something this weekend. What'd you do? It's pretty crazy. I went to my parents' house. They live in Newmarket, Ontario, mm-hmm. um, which is where I grew up. And this weekend was York Region Pride Ooh. in Newmarket. So my mom was very, very excited, which is very sweet. And we walked down to Main Street, Newmarket, old historic, beautiful Main Street, Newmarket. And there was just a massive parade, a pride parade in like suburban Newmarket. Wow. Like the place of like much of my, you know, very lonely and sad childhood. Mm-hmm. This would have never happened growing up. It, it that, It's absurd to think. And I almost didn't even believe it until I showed up and it, and it started. And it was just so fucking goddamn adorable and beautiful. And That's there was amazing. like all the high schools had a float. There was, you know, any organization in the town had a float, mm-hmm. and everyone was so happy, and I was so on the verge of tears the entire time. I was Shocking. Like, Please don't cry in front of your parents. Like, just don't make this a weird emotional thing. Like, just enjoy the parade. Mm-hmm. And so whenever one of my parents leaned over to talk to me, I could not respond, <laughs> because then I would have just started screaming, crying. Um, was the crying because you were, like, tapping into the young Tom of it? Like The crying was honestly a good, like cry of joy Good. being like oh my god i'm surrounded by so many young people mm-hmm. and this is gonna affect them like if i i don't know like if i had that when i was a child i wouldn't have gone to the dark places that i well maybe i wouldn't have gone to the dark places i had to go to you mean australia in uh <laughs> just kidding. in my mind <laughs> when you like can we just rupaul a moment for a second what would you say to young tom you know, if you like seeing that in Newmarket and seeing what it became, what would you say to like young, lost, sad Tom? Well, um, my answer is really, really dark. I had a very, very dark um, teenage years and I really wish someone could just say to me, you're you're OK, you're normal. And 
it it will get better for you because mm-hmm. I really I didn't I didn't have anyone to talk to I was completely isolated you know I, I yeah. didn't have any resources and I, I did some really scary things as a teenager and, mm-hmm. um, just like the assurance to know that you could grow up right and, and so okay. like I look at teenagers now who are queer teenagers who are everywhere downtown New Market I was like oh my god you guys are so lucky good mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm Keep going. Tom, that's amazing. Yeah. And on a personal note, my... Because that wasn't personal. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Childhood trauma. Like, I regret laughing. Jesse. Jesse. Um, Elliot always makes fun of me when we go out that I know everybody that we pass by on the street. And I do. Because, I, you know, I have a million things that I'm involved with. And... But he always makes fun of me anyway. And it's true. It is a bit ridiculous that Just I know Just a little everybody. bit. And... My mom was standing beside me at this parade, and she was literally yelling the names of the people walking by in the parade, and they were yelling back, oh my god, hi, and like trying to get her to come march with them. And like the woman beside us was watching and was like, whoa, you know everyone. And my mom was like, yeah, yeah, I'm really involved in the community. I was like, oh, god damn it, I am my mother. It's really annoying. And then the same woman turned to my mom like 10 minutes later and was like, wait a minute, I know you. Do you play (laughs) trivia at this place? And my mom was like, yeah. That is you. And then we couldn't walk down the street any for 10 steps without someone just stopping to talk to her. I'm like, oh my God. I know. Like, you would have had a laughing fit. Honestly, Tom, like, it's next level. I feel like the window washers are going to, like, knock on the window and be like, hi, Tom. It was great seeing you last year at some fucking gala. Like, your life is just so extra. And I'm very here for it. Remember when I went to Detroit Pride and knew people there? Yeah. Like, what? Like, why? Um, also, I want to say, like, we've gotten a lot closer. And we've we've been friends for a while. But this podcast has made us family. Enemies. <clears throat> Frenemies. Oh, families. Family. That's, That's what, what family. Say, yeah. 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 Um, and my partner was like, so does that mean this year Tom will actually hang out with us at Pride? Because you know so many people every year. I like see your like shadow whiz by as you go to like romp around. And I mean. Listen, I'm not promising that because of like. Of course. Tom has some Pride agendas. Yeah. Which pride includes, um, you know, being, flou- being a flouncy gay. Oh, no, you're not tied to like hang out with us at all. I just mean like I might rope myself to that like blurry shadow and just like. You know, meander, <laughs> tether, <laughs> just dragged through the dirt. Literally. Well, it depends which one of us is in a good mood and which one of us is in a bad mood. I suppose. You mean who's feeling like a top and who's feeling like a bottom? No, like who's feeling like a white and who's feeling like a bright tangerine. Right. Like it'll probably switch every thirty seconds, knowing us. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Whoever has a drink in their hand. I. We need to. Yeah. Chug a lug along. Chug along. Um. Quick Ford update. We oh, no. promised accountability. I just want to say. Like, I literally burst out laughing when I saw this. It's not funny. But one of his first points of action is to implement a hiring freeze in the public sector. Oh, and the, yeah, and the jobs that are me. affected are, like, academics being hired, which is me, and education, like, ed- like educators being yeah. hired, which is you. So yeah. this might have to be our full-time job because we literally can't get employed. <laughs> like, it was just uh, one of those, like... Wait to live up $10 a month. <laughs> I know, right? And then the second thing was, like, Here's every reason why the $1 beer probably won't actually even be able to happen. So the reason why people voted for him was a lie. Well, I'm glad you laughed at that. Like, honestly, when you sent it to me today, I was so overwhelmed that I was like, I'm not even going to look at this because I can't. But then I did look at it. I'm really, really sorry. Yikes. Hello. Uh, Another thing, little check-in in in the world, is that... um, Budweiser, we have found out, is um, supporting both Pride and um, the, oh my god, FIFA? Is it FIFA World Cup? FIFA World Cup in Russia, which, like, hey, that doesn't sound that bad, except for when you remember that Russia persecutes um, any queer propaganda, quote-unquote, and yesterday, for us, so the 18th, uh, they had actually shuttered and removed um, queer people from a queer uh, shelter house for the FIFA World Cup. So any fans who were LGBTQ had a special space and then they show up and it's they are basically evicted from the one space they felt safe in. Wait a uh, second. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Did you didn't read that? Shuttered means like Shuttered means they like they literally boarded it up. Like you cannot come in here now. Budweiser did that. No, 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 sorry. Um um Russia. Like like the oh, oh, Russian oh. authorities. I'm just saying the the insidious nature of this is that when you're a company supporting both Pride and people who are literally currently actively persecuting, like who Pride is for and when right, you can't have your hand in both pots. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
That, I mean, that's pretty disgusting, actually. I'm not going to drink Budweiser anymore. No, I actually avoided it at yeah. the store today. Yeah. Um, you should go and hashtag um, Pride Over Genocide on Budweiser's Instagram right now uh, because they have, oh. they've been silent on it. And so people are trying to get enough, um, be mad enough online so that they Great, have let's to. Great, let's all do that. Yeah, we I should hope all do in that. a week when people actually listen to this, they'll do it. I also do think I should say that the next day, the so today the house was rebuilt, the shelter house. But I don't know. Like, who's going to feel safe there now, right? Well, that, I mean, it doesn't, that's not the, yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. Um, yes. Last thing I wanted to say just to that point is I was having a discussion since um, last week's episode came out about someone who's saying, but I don't think it's inherently bad when a company wants to endorse pride. And to that, I'd say, no, of course not. There's nothing inherently wrong with endorsement. However, the majority of it is lip service and it's empty and you can't only endorse something as a company and not pull receipts on which way because you have to be doing something to actually help the queer community. And so it can't just be cool for June. It can't just be cool and people are watching. You have to continually be doing activism and you can't be supporting anything in any way, shape or form that um, further, um, further engenders like queer persecution or... Uh, queer phobia in yeah, any sense yeah, yeah. you know um so i just i i just don't trust things i just need receipts and also i've plugged it before but i really think everyone should go by tim mccaskill's queer progress it's a phenomenal book and it talks about every single way in which historically speaking uh the queer liberation movement had emerged out of this uh prior to neoliberalism and actually ever since neoliberalism has uh, used queers as an as another market to just try and capitalize off of us. So right. I, w- I won't go into that. I might save this for another another day. I feel like yeah. there's a lot there. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of clear some things up because that can be a little bit messy. I think I see the um, silver lining in that in corporations um, using pride to their advantage, and that's exposure. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I really did realize this weekend, being back in Newmarket with my parents, I was like, oh that. Okay, Pride is about protest. That's what it always was born on. But, Mm -hmm. like, that's not what this parade was about. And I didn't mind that. Right. But that belongs in Newmarket. That belongs in suburbia where the children are. Right, correct. Um, So I will say, as a kid, seeing a Pepsi ad or, you know, a TD ad supporting their... Supporting Pride. Like, I don't... It's not all bad. Yes. This is the main thread, though, that I'm trying to explore with my research project right now is, like... um, why is visibility the dominant metaphor and what does that conceal and what um, does that right. forward? So like, okay. is it enough to be seen? Should we not be heard as well? Like, is it is there action going out, outside of this? Again, I feel like let's touch on this later. I just wanted to give a little tidbit because pride will be done next time we next time we chat, you know? And then that's it. Like, I don't think I'm going to survive, so... I'm just not gay after pride. I'm only gay in June and then I go to bed. Oh, thanks, TD Bank. <laughs> <laughs> it sponsors me. I wake up June first. <laughs> TD, if you're listening, I'm just joking. You can support us, even if it's just in the month of June. Even if you actively persecute queers, just send me some money. Just don't give money to Chechnya. I was half joking, and then you said that, and now like, oh shit, it's like muddled a bit. It's okay. messy. Yikes. Tom. Jesse. Jesse. Figure that out first. Elliot. Listen. <laughs> Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> We need to... I'm just, like, so thrilled. Um, Courtney. Courtney. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Talk here. That was our most, like, slapdash introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney like, is here from Newfoundland. Hello. From The Rock. Yes. Hi. Hi. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. Thanks for coming. It's so long overdue. We wanted to have you for so, so long, but you're just living fucking Newfoundland. How I dare know. you? I I'm so far away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got to snatch you while you were here. For real. For a little visit. Excited. I'm here for Pride. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what's your color? How are you feeling today? I'm very yellow today. Oh. Just like the sun. Because I haven't seen it in a really long time. Oh, hashtag Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah. It was like eight degrees when I left. No. And, yeah, pretty no. gross. And uh, I hope it's warmer than that when I go back home, but we'll see. I hope so too. We usually have like a week of summer and then the rest is just winter. Why <laughs> do you punish yourself? Actually, let's leave that question until later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Courtney, have a look at Pamela. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. What Beautiful. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> She's gagged. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. 
Elliot, yeah. do you want to run down what she's wearing for Courtney? Yeah. I mean, like, actually, Courtney, can I just first hear what aura she's giving off? Like, what do you feel when you see Pamela? <laughs> Pamela is just living her truth today. Like, yeah. she is just... And she's also having none of your shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's quintessential Pamela. <laughs> she's just doing, like, half of her face is hidden. Like <laughs> The bad half. Yeah. <laughs> She's no, like, I love it. She's got like a multicolored mesh top on, um, but she doesn't have arms to fill it out. So it's a bit of like a <laughs> neck blouse that goes to her tail. Um, she's she's a, like if Elton John and Cher Horowitz had a baby. Yeah, 110%. Her hair looks uh, thirsty. It looks like she's been out in the sun for a while. That's why her hat is like literally melting down onto her face. Yeah. She got some purple round sunglasses, like very Coachella-esque, but she looks like... She does not care if she showered or not, and she will keep drinking from the last three days. And you know? she doesn't want to hear your shit about it. At all. It's she's, done. like, getting the shakes. It's been 13 minutes, and she had a drink, and she's shaking. <laughs> oh, she's Tomming. <laughs> she's pride Pamelaing. <laughs> Tom, you are pride Pamela. I'll take that. <laughs> I think I'm nicer, but all right. <laughs> Pamela looks like a cunt today, so... Um, so Courtney, you arrived in town for Pride. I did. What are your Pride plans? Um, well, I have some friends that live here in Toronto, so I'm kind of just spending the week with them, and I don't know the city that well, so I'm kind of just following them around and seeing where it goes. But I'll be at the Parade on Sunday for sure. So excited to see you there. Yeah, I can't wait. Honestly, that's the best way to do Pride. It's so overwhelming. Like, just hitch on to someone and just let them take you around is what I would (laughs) say. Someone or me. Yeah, you. I was just projecting (laughs) that back to Tom. I'm going to be in the Parade again for the fifth year in a row. My My hockey league, like, hollows out a Zamboni. It becomes a hot tub. And it's just, like, so much slutty gay fun. So I'll see you on Sunday, everyone. (laughs) The world. Including you, Courtney. Our question for you is, how do you use your queerness to create change in your life, if if any? All right. Um, I think I'm just very open about who I am in my day-to-day life. Um, and I work in healthcare. Uh, I'm a nurse. So, I mean, a lot of times as healthcare professionals, we're not perfect. We're supposed to be loving and caring towards everybody. Um, but that's not always the case for uh some healthcare professionals. So I think that um, just by being who I am and telling people about the queer community and uh, like if people say things at work that I think is like homophobic or transphobic or racist or then I kind of, it's um, it's my responsibility, I guess, to step in and be like, hold on a second. <laughs> We're not here to judge. We're here to care for people. And yeah, you just kind of got to take a step back and think about what you're saying and and uh, yeah, so I guess that's pr- pretty much. I love that um, answer. It's so practical. Like, yeah. It's so like actually something that we can all and should do. How do you balance being upset with educating? Like, how do you kind of rein it in and like calmly tell someone? Uh, I'm. I guess you just you have to understand that not everybody was brought up in a situation where they understand everything about the queer community. And people learn, the way people behave is often uh, a result of uh, their upbringing and mm-hmm. what they were told by their parents. And um, especially in rural Newfoundland um, and rural places all over the world, I guess, mm-hmm. um, sometimes there's not as much exposure. I mean, I right. come to Toronto and there's pride flags everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go, but it's not the same in Newfoundland. So what's it like? I'm just so curious. Um, And also, can you say where it is, just for our listeners who don't really know Canadian geography? Me. I'm just kidding. You don't know where Newfoundland is? No, no, I lived on the East Coast. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas? It's between Alberta and Saskatchewan. Anyway, go on. It's between Jupiter and Mars. (laughs) So Newfoundland is uh, the farthest province east in Canada. Um, And it's an island. Um, and we are, as a province, we're actually Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, so Labrador is connected to the rest of Canada, but Newfoundland is not. Well, Quebec, it barely counts. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Yeah, <laughs> right? Where did that come from? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so that's where Newfoundland is. Um, the total population of Newfoundland is about 500,000. 
Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That's like one-sixth <laughs> of Toronto. Yeah. Holy shit. And the capital city has about 100,000 with St. John's and surrounding areas. So. Oh, my God. We're pretty you must tiny. know everyone. You do. Right. And you're related to everyone, so you have to be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> very Sudbury. Yeah. How Lannister of you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I moved to St. John's um, when I went to university, and that's kind of where I've settled down. But I'm actually from a rural, really rural community uh, on the northern peninsula of Newfoundland. Wow. Like Dove Arm or something? <laughs> Port Saunders is the name of the oh. community. <laughs> and there's about 600 people there. So That's like literally less than people Tom has slept with. <laughs> I, could, I'm so curious because I was going to say that exact thing because I think it might be. But actually. Okay. You're the Bogwan of your own community. <laughs> the sex cult. Sh- Sheila, be quiet. Courtney's talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, growing up in rural Newfoundland, you didn't have a whole lot of exposure to queer things, Def- I'm assuming. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Um, Except for Alex Talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Alex Talk Corner. <laughs> Bring it back. And, well, me and Alex, yeah, we, we both grew up together. But uh, he came out to me, I guess, when we were in senior high. He was after moving to Deer Lake um, before that happened. But I actually didn't come out to him until I was 20 or 21, probably. Mm. So, yeah. So I was I was a while behind him before I... <laughs> Can you tell us what avenues did you use to get to understanding your queerness? Or was there any sort of... Like, because I feel like a lot of the discourse you hear from city kids is like, you just have that support system. Like, there's a village, but a lot of people don't have that. You know, can you speak to that? Um, Basically, when I was growing up, it just wasn't something that was talked about. The only gay thing that I knew was Ellen DeGeneres. That was pretty much (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, that wasn't even something that I was really allowed to to have on TV. So (laughs) What? Really? Yeah. You weren't allowed to have on Ellen? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was told like the night, literally the <laughs> nicest show on TV. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. That was often uh, they often said like turn off the gay TV. <laughs> if, okay. Yeah, if I had anything like that on, so yeah. Sorry, Jesse's just pouring some gay wine right now. <laughs> Jesse, faster, please. <laughs> Move your gay ass. <laughs> um, but I think like a lot of times in rural Newfoundland, it's just it's lack of exposure and lack of education sometimes mm-hmm. i'm not saying rural newfoundlanders are not educated no, and course. not intelligent people of course. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. just they're not exposed to um a lot of things sometimes that mm-hmm. people in more urban centers are exposed to absolutely and it takes some time for it to branch out into the more rural centers absolutely so yeah. turn off the gay tv um i'm assuming that maybe your parents didn't have the best reaction yeah no it wasn't very good um so i came to pride last year uh and on my my birthday was the 27th so the parade must i guess the parade was the 25th maybe last year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway the day after i was like i have been living in misery (laughs) for years and all of my friends had known at that point. Um, but my coworkers didn't know. My parents didn't know. I was working in a rural community where um, my grandmother had actually grown up close to that community. Mm. So I was terrified at work to say anything to because it might get back to some of my family members. And it might get back to my parents because Newfoundland is that small. Right, of Even course. though I live nine hours away from where I grew up, it's still right. like you still know so many people so um yeah i called them on well i sent my mom a lengthy email on my birthday last year after pride and uh they really didn't respond very well (laughs) i grew up in a really um conservative home and uh very religious i was at church every day of my life pretty much every day oh yeah well (laughs) you go to church twice on sunday Twice? Yeah, in the morning and in the night. And then Monday is women's group, and Tuesday is prayer meeting, and Wednesday is children's church, and Thursday is youth. And Friday, (laughs) Friday usually my parents would have people from the church over, and then Saturday 
I'd probably be playing hockey. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Whoa, that is a lot of How do you even have time yeah. to sin to like apologize for the sin? You know what I mean? <laughs> what faith was it? Um, I grew up in the, uh, going to the Pentecostal church. And okay. I still, I don't regret my childhood at all or anything that I've taken from, um, from that. I still... Um, consider myself to be a Christian, even though that's not really common in the gay community, I guess. But um, it's just, I haven't went to church in a long time just because of the reaction I get sometimes. Have and you found, sorry to cut you off, but have you found a, a Christian queer community that you can feel safe in? Not so much in St. John's, because, I mean, the queer community itself is so small. How do you, how do you reconcile... I don't even know if yeah how do you how do you do that how do you stay a part of a an institution that has shown you just I'm assuming that they have but for the most part the people that I grow up like these people I was with them every day of my life so these people are your family Mm -hmm. these people even if you're not blood these people are um the people that give you birthday cards on your birthday mm-hmm. and they give you graduation presents when you graduate and I keep um, forgetting that in these rural areas like the church is sort of like the backbone of the community yeah and which is something that I always forget about mm-hmm. and I the Pentecostal well the area where I grew up is mostly staunch Catholic um but I was Pentecostal and it's very small church so we like between 30 and 40 went to church Oh, that's so small. So I felt like I was alienated as a Pentecostal person in my community. Whoa! And then I also felt like I was a little bit alienated as um, a queer person. So Mm -hmm. that's a lot of alienation. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I mean, I had a really great childhood, and my parents were perfect parents. Like I cannot say one bad thing about them growing. Up. They financially supported me, um, emotionally supported me. They were um, really wonderful, wonderful parents. But after I came out, um, they really haven't had a whole lot to do with me. I haven't heard from my dad at all since last August. Mm. So that's been that's been hard. And uh, my mom, I get a text every now and again, but we don't. I mean, I used to talk to my mother for an hour. Mm-hmm. Or more on the phone every day. So it's just, it's a shift. But you find your chosen family. Yeah, you oh, find, of course. You do. You find the people that support you no matter what. And uh, I hope eventually, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll come to a place where maybe we won't totally understand each other, but we can have a better relationship. Right. Do you have, do right I mean, now. I guess that's still fresh. It's a year ago. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Do you have tactic, like, I'm assuming you have a support system in place, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and what are your tactics, in, if any? I realize it's still fresh. Um, in in hoping that, in sort of nudging your parents to eventually come around, or at least meet you halfway, or compromise. I like. I still like. I messaged my dad on Father's Day, and I knew I wasn't going to hear back, but I did it anyway. I messaged him on his birthday, and again, knew I yeah. wasn't going to hear back. Mm-hmm. But I think I just have to continue putting myself out there. And Such, so big of you to do that, yeah. Because then it just now you know at least that it's yeah. That's that's not on you. That's yeah. not your. And I can't change. I can't force them to do anything that that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. do, what are your like um, emotional coping mechanisms or maybe a better way to phrase this is what would you tell to yourself a year ago like knowing what you were about to go through you know have you learned anything from this I think when I came out I didn't think it was going to be I knew it was going to be hard mm-hmm. and I knew they weren't going to get it right away but I didn't realize that it was going to last this long right that it was going to totally um, ruin I guess the relationship that we had because they're so important to me like um, and I think growing up in a small town like in the church I was the only teenager so wow. I mean I hung out with my parents and I hung out with adults and mm-hmm. so they weren't only my parents they were my friends so um, 
I don't really know what I would tell myself. I guess just like find the people that are going to support you like mm-hmm. and make those people your family. My best friend, Rebecca. Um, or Shout Becky. out. Yeah. <laughs> or Becky. Hey, girl. How are you doing? <laughs> Thanks, She's Becky. been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, Christmas, it was uh, a my first Christmas working. <laughs> so I worked a 12 hour shift on Christmas Holy Day, shit. which was very interesting. But uh, that's what you do mm-hmm. as a nurse. Um, but Christmas Eve, uh, my parents didn't come in or anything for Christmas. So I uh, spent Christmas with her family. And that was, they all bought me presents. It was really sweet. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's very yeah, lovely. So, so yeah. sweet. Rebecca, we love you. Rebecca's <laughs> parents, <laughs> you sweet angel baby. Yeah. yeah. True allies. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yes, so. true allies. I'm yeah. so and shocked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's like her mom bought me earrings. And uh, in the pack of earrings, it was like a pack of earrings from Claire's or something, I think. And in the pack, there were a rainbow set. And she said, I thought you would like those. (laughs) So it was very sweet. My heart. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm so shocked and inspired by your positivity or optimism in this. You know, I feel like I'm one shocker to kind of take a negative, negative situation and reproduce that negativity. You're still trucking away, you know, and you're still messaging your parents. And like, that's so strong I don't even how are you not tired maybe is what I want to know you know I think I am tired and um it not every day I'm feeling yellow (laughs) (laughs) but uh you just you got to keep going because I'm I can't lie in bed for the rest of my life because Mm -hmm. things didn't go as I wanted them to with my family or you you just got to keep moving on so yeah, and I'm not professing to have been a perfect person in this whole situation. I probably said things and and done things like out of anger, probably towards my parents, out of them not understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't necessarily help the situation. I think you can be forgiven for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I certainly say so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, you just you got to keep going. You got to get up and you got to go to work and. On your days off, you gotta like make plans with your your friends and make plans with your chosen family, and mm-hmm. that's it. Oh, that's totally. so fucking inspiring and yet so simple. At the same yeah, time. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like doing mathematic equations to <laughs> yeah. figure out how to be happy. You're like just actually if I combine this substance with this <laughs> substance, <laughs> like I'm happy head. between <laughs> three and four p.m. So. <laughs> And on the shakes, come on at 3.45. I'm excited to see pride through your eyes. I feel like, I feel like I, like you are going to bring to pride what pride should be. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like a a group of like-minded people, you know, and there's nothing boring about it in that sense. And like, despite the adversity, I guess I face with my family, it's nothing compared to what some people face, Mm -hmm. you know, on the day to day when they're queer Totally. Um, so, I mean, my story is not the worst story out there. There are people that literally fear for their lives. Mm-hmm. So I think um, when you deal, not making my story le- uh, any less significant. Right. Because I think everybody, regardless of um, what your coming out story is, everyone that's queer has faced some sort of adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't had it as bad as some other people, so... Yeah. Kind of got to check yourself. And, wow. Totally. And you can't live a pity party because things didn't work out like you wanted them to. <laughs> so check insane. us. Like, please. I hate like, like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're Podcast two, over. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're in a room with two literal demons. We're like, how can we make this negative? Like, <laughs> clawing away. Like, please. We're just speechless. <laughs> like, oh, positivity? <laughs> oh. I flipped through a dictionary. Like, <laughs> but did you always know you were queer? Uh, I think I was, like, 11 or 12, probably, when I realized, like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, that girl is cute. (laughs) (laughs) But I very quickly, like, at that point, I hadn't heard much about gay people or anything like that. But as soon as I did, I heard it in a negative way. Mm -hmm. So I think then for most of my teenage years, I was like, you're not gay. This is fine. Right. You're going to finish school. You're going to go to Bible school. This is this is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, you'll find the right man. And I 
quickly realized after I graduated and left Fort Saunders, I was like, Courtney, you just gotta, you gotta <laughs> stop this. Like, you can't do this to yourself anymore. Yeah. It's so. a toll, eh? To yeah. keep pushing that down. So there were three girls in my nursing class um, that I first said to them, I was like, I think I like girls. Like, I think there's something, something different, like. And they were like, oh, girl, that's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> but, oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. So then I gradually. That's the first people you told? Or? Yeah. So wow. gradually, like, one by one, I, like, cornered people. I was like, you know what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gay. <laughs> but you're always fearful that people are going to react negative- negatively. Yeah. But I got to say, for the most part, like, People have been really supportive. And I work in a rural town in Newfoundland, and all of my coworkers are like, Courtney, we love you. Like, this doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so. wonderful. Yeah. It's beautiful. So I cannot say enough good about the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they're so lovely. Oh, and, sweet uh, babies. Yeah. Y'all come on on. Yeah, talk to right? Yeah. Everyone come on. <laughs> Y'all are welcome. I'll bring them all with me next <laughs> Why time. Why am I talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> There's um there's a book you might actually be interested in reading. It's called Out in the Country, um, and it's by Mary Gray. Do you, do you know it? No. It's 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 to this point. Um, it's like Southern rural uh, United States, and right. she's talking about uh, how queer communities are so used to the discourse of I think she calls it like metro centralism or something like how metro centricity maybe um like the city is the only place where you can be queer it's the only place where queers to flourish like leave the rural town and move to Toronto or whatever the fuck and she's like no like we need to realize that this is marginalizing a lot of queer people that want to be in these rural areas not are in these rural areas and that we can't like pretend like queerness exists and functions the same across all spaces and times and like what she says is that family is the fulcrum for rural areas. And like you're saying chosen family, like it, it functions on this discourse of like, well, I've known Courtney since she was young. Like she can't be a bad person. You know what I mean? And I think there's like, right. I, and like we, and a lot of people can really easily overlook that there's agency to being gay in rural areas. You know what I mean? And right. Yeah. Like you're probably doing a fuck more good than we're doing. Exactly. Cause you're like actually convincing hearts and minds by just living your life. Yeah. And I, I always think, like, Courtney, you were that kid in that small community, so there are more kids in those small communities that that are going through the exact same thing that you went through. So I guess it's just really important not to forget your roots and where you came from and the importance of um, being vocal and being out there and, mm-hmm. yeah, so. I love that. Speaking of being vocal and being out there, I wanted to touch on um, there's been some <clears throat> controversy, controversy <yes>. around <laughs> some rainbow uh, crosswalks right. going on yeah. in Newfoundland. Can you speak to that? So there's a smaller community in Newfoundland, um, Springdale. Um, so basically they had a meeting. Um, the students at the school there, uh, at the high school there, wanted to paint a rainbow crosswalk next That's to the so school sweet. um mm-hmm. just to show inclusivity mm-hmm. and um acceptance and i guess um kind of show queer students that it's okay <laughs> to be gay and uh or trans or whatever mm-hmm. whatever you identify as and uh it made like national headlines because it went uh to a vote and they voted no uh at the town council meeting so so it um, went so the students wanted to paint the crosswalk yep somebody said no yep what maybe the principal so, or no 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 um it was so in order for them to paint on the street it had to go to the town council oh, they needed a permit yeah okay. right so um basically they asked the town council and i think they were asking for funds as well um to paint this crosswalk which would have been what um I don't know, hundred bucks Who maybe. Yeah, <laughs> like actually, really, not yeah. that much. Yeah, too. Yeah. someone's um, like lunch break for a day. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but it came to a vote, and I think it was like four to three, maybe. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, they and then it weren't. Exploded. It yeah, really and was then everyone was really mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a lot of celebrities, uh, or I call them celebrities, but they're like well-known people from from Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, like who? Um, Sean Magender. <laughs> <laughs> so like Great Big C or yeah, like yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, no, they Alex were. Alex Tong. <laughs> Alex Tong <laughs> was furious. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, no, people were outraged. Like, and mm-hmm. it reached all across the country. People were uh, very upset, and. Um, Eventually, they had a petition go out, and all in all, they decided at the end of the day not to paint the crosswalk, mm-hmm. which was very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, Even after that giant petition, which I we know. all signed. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fucked. Yeah. But basically, they said, we don't want something that permanent. <laughs> We're okay to do something, but we don't want something that permanent. I was like, I'm gay permanently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's not going to change after June, yeah. so... <laughs> Yeah, it goes back to your point, Elliot. It's like you can't just be an ally in the month of June. Yes. Yeah. You have to be an ally all around. And also, like the crosswalks in Church Wells, you have to paint them every year because it fades. It's literally right. not permanent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The That's rain what washes. I said. Yeah. I was like, it's it's going to wash away. Like you yeah. can't keep the roads painted for more than a month of the year anyway. Seriously. So what are you so stressed about? Like, relax. Also, it's not like you're going to paint the rainbow and gaze will like emerge from the ground. Yes. Like, they're all there in that <laughs> school. You I know? might, though. Nobody. <laughs> the portal opens. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end of times, truly. But uh, I know that they did raise a flag, um, which I guess is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not to say that you don't want something permanent in your town to represent the queer community. Yeah. A bit messed up. Yeah, I just keep thinking about the fucking youth at that school who need yeah. that goddamn crosswalk and painted. I don't know if you've heard about get the Get Real movement. Mm-mm. No. So basically, um, they're a group. I think the person that's like head of it started out um, in Newfoundland. Um, but they go from school to school and they basically talk about acceptance and um, bullying and those types of things. But they went to a small community, Middle Arm in Newfoundland and uh, there are 85 people in the school and 13 kids were allowed to go to the presentation so parents pulled their kids from the school um, yeah for the presentation excuse me I know for an acceptance fucking talk like yeah and the things that were said like there was a Facebook so basically one of the parents I guess posted on Facebook this um, that this was happening and the comments that were coming up or like ridiculous. Oh God, like, never read the comments. I know. I always don't read ever don't read. Don't ever read the comments. <laughs> and then I don't can't get out of bed. <laughs> but parents were like, if you've got any morality, you won't let your kids go to this presentation. Morality? I That's know. That's the word you're using, you fuck faces? <laughs> I was waiting. Yeah, which is like ridiculous. But, I mean, I don't know what people are so afraid of. Like, you're not going to hear a presentation and be like, I think I'm gonna try being gay for a day. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, no. And like, <laughs> queer is really hard and isolating. Yeah. No one just is gonna choose to do that. You know what but I mean? But like, I'd love I, to get to a society where you can yeah, just yeah. choose for yeah. a day. Yeah. You know, like. Well, that's what I said when I came out. Like, being a person from a rural community, um, growing up super Pentecostal, um, wanting to go to Bible school at one point, mm-hmm. like all of those things. Why would I just wake up one day and be like, oh, I think like, I feel like I, I need I'm hardship. Give this a yeah. try. I, hardship. I think I want like judgment for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I think, not marginalized like, enough right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like people don't hate me yeah. enough. Yeah. So I just, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to give this a go. Like, why would I do that? It doesn't make any sense. No, it really so, fucking doesn't. No. Yeah. Oh, that's no, so it like, I, oh. it's so funny because I can actually feel your like yellow sun energy, like shine. <laughs> our like shadows away because Tom and I want to pounce so negatively I feel on everything that you're saying and you're like yeah. positive outlook yeah. on it I'm and like, then Damn you it. spin the positive and we're like okay yeah. I will be quiet <laughs> that Sported is again. better yeah like literally <laughs> goes back to last week when do you speak and when do you be silent you be yeah. silent when someone tells you how to fix it you know and like yeah fucking tells you how to go forward as you continue to talk I mean I just keep going how long can I do this <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's silence <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, my laugh is outrageous. It, your no, whole po- it's so infectious. <laughs> it's your whole yeah. podcast yeah. is just going to be me laughing. <laughs> I'm so okay I would listen that. to that. <laughs> Literally. Brightens up my day. 
Um, also, can I, is it fine to say, like, you're friends with Alex Talk. I am. Why are you not a demon? I'm so confused. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> like, Alex Talk is literally the worst <laughs> yeah. person in the world. Uh, I keep him in check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are like yin and yang, I guess. You're the reason for his dot of humanity in the center of his right. body. <laughs> mm, that's a stretch. It is a stretch. It's just a colored marker on his stomach. <laughs> uh, just a daddy dick print. It just makes sense. It's a throwback to Talk Corner. <laughs> it's been revived. Oh. Um, is it time to quoth? It is time to quoth. Do you want to quoth? Sure. Is it quoth or chof? I never it's remember. It's quoth. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Courtney, are you ready for this? Oh, I'm Don't so lie. ready. I was born ready. You okay. have a minute to answer as many as you possibly can. And go. Fern or urn? Urn. Star Wars or Storage Wars? Storage Wars. How do you want to die? Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope I get hit by a bus. Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus? Hannah Montana. 3D or 2D? 3D. Nutrients or nude riots? Uh, nutrients. Cappuccino <laughs> or crap your chinos? <laughs> Cappuccino. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Cobblestone or gravel? Gravel. Porter or comedy? Porter. Um. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> Roses or rosé? Oh, rosé. Shark attack or bear attack? A shark attack. Plastic straws or plastic surgery? Plastic surgery. Wheatgrass or fat ass? Fat ass. Brad Pitt or oven mitt? Oven mitt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Some of that was our fault because we were laughing. We can, it's okay. We're gonna have to when we tally the most number, have to calculate the mean of how long we laugh for. Yeah, yeah you know that's I mean? true. Like it's I feel extra... like I deserve like ten extra points. <laughs> exactly, though it's an extra variable if we all just lose our fucking mind. Can I just say that shout out to Larissa? She did the cappuccino or crap your chinos. It's so good. I told a friend at work it's about so this thing, and at the end of the day, after seven hours, she comes up to me. She goes cappuccino or crap your chino she goes it took me all day to come up with that it makes me hate her it's my favorite oh well that was fucking amazing you were just like on that (laughs) um silver lining silver linings yeah silver linings silver linings who wants it i have one okay um it's i'm gonna go back to the book that i was reading the tim mccaskill queer progress so i was sitting in riverdale today which is an amazing park in Toronto. Get the boys to take you. I've seen them there um, a not lot. Not the TV I'm sure show? <laughs> no, not the TV show. You know that awful, <laughs> wretched, putrefying stank. Everyone's just so sexy, but they're also in high school. Um, so yeah, it's this amazing park, and I was sitting there reading this book, and what it is is it's uh, like equally um, kind of queer theory and queer activism, but also it's about this guy coming out in the 70s and joining the queer activist movement in Toronto. So it's literally like he's at Allen Gardens. He was at one of like the early pride parades and there's only 50 people. And one of the things he goes that he bought The Body Politic, which was a very, uh, very active queer publication. I think one of the earliest queer publications in Toronto. And he was too ashamed and he has to go to Riverdale Park in the 70s to read it because you can see around you for miles and he could see if anyone was coming and he would hide it. And I was literally sitting, I was sitting like feet away from the spot that was this huge like pivotal point for this young queer person who was such an activist and it just was so like I got goosebumps picturing what this place could have been for him I don't know this is barely a silver lining but it's just really for me learning about our queer for people who paved the way is hugely important and to hear about it in places that I live every single day like ignite something in me because I'm like what are people going to hear about us in 40 years you know like I want to also leave a mark um, so I guess my silver lining wow. is like, yeah, I just want to, I'm very empowered by that. Cool. So yeah, Queer Progress, Tim McCaskill, buy it, read it, love it, list it. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's very uh, delusions of grandeur of you. Thank you. Right. But it's also like, he's just reading a, he's reading a magazine in a field, you know? And like, that was big for me to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you coming for me, Thomas? No, no, not at all. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay, well, what's yours? Mine? Oh, okay. Mine is, um, oh, I don't know. Oh, God. I've hosted so many events this week. Mm. Um, last week was my... Or last night was my 10-year reunion from acting school. Wow. It was very fun. I got to see all my old mates. Wow, wow, Talked wow. Talked about how, like, trying to um, go to school for acting crushes your spirits and leaves you to die. Okay. Um, 
So the, yeah, you know what? That's not my silver lining. Silver yeah, lining. Like, what the fuck? In front of Courtney. I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> the sun is fading. Okay, you're right. I'm t- you're right. It's the event that I organized the night before last night, which was our so- uh, LGBT soccer barbecue. Okay. And everyone, or a lot of people, knew about Dickwick. It was the first time that I was kind of overwhelmed in public by people talking about Dickwick, which was like fun. But I'm also totally not ready for that like right. I just sort of shut down and was embarrassed right um, but like some of the questions people were asking were, were hilarious like one of them was um, is Jesse a cat <laughs> they were like Jesse's not real is he he's a cat he both is and is not a cat and that's all we can say to that point what else were some stupid I told you um, shout out to Josh by the way who's a great listener yeah josh shout out um we got oh one person said that we were leftist propaganda leftist propaganda which Mm -hmm. which, i'm still rattling that around in my brain don't you have to like be of the government to be propaganda i don't know i don't know either (laughs) yeah someone's gotta (laughs) tell us if we are in fact (laughs) propaganda (laughs) not sure that was a good one though another highlight was um hmm. oh somebody i was sitting at a table um just full of like people that i literally just met and somebody just at the bar came up to me and was like, so I hear your asshole's nice and wax now. And I'm like, great, great. Hi, strangers that I've just met. This other stranger knows that I have a waxed asshole. Uh, sidebar, though, like the immediate area just around my butthole is so smooth. Like it's like literally you did such a good job. Thank you. Yeah. It feels like rubbing like velvet. I'll eat off it later. Perfect. It's clean. It's bleached. I don't bleach my it's asshole. Bleached? No, I don't know. I was trying to make like a food eating joke. Listen. <laughs> Look, Courtney. Everybody, everybody wants to eat bleach. <laughs> <laughs> we all ate Dumpster's Wonder Bread, right? Dumpster's? I said Dumpster's. <laughs> you all ate loaves of bread out of Dumpster's, right? Or was that just me? You're a raccoon. This whole time Tom's been a raccoon in disguise. I just mean like, no, at a restaurant they clean tables with bleach spray. I don't fucking know. You guys. Listen. Listen. Look, Courtney. Courtney. What's yes. your silver lining, please? My silver lining. Um, I seen earlier this week, um, one of my friends got a tattoo, and it said oh- Ohana, which is from Lilo and Stitch. Um, so Ohana means family, family, and family means nobody gets left behind. And I saw that, and I immediately was like, thought about how I was going to Toronto and going to see all my family <laughs> here in Toronto. And um, I don't always get that back home so i'm just very thankful for all my chosen family here Aww. and all the people that i get to see that's so and beautiful. i'm so happy to be here for a week with them so that's my silver lining i Aww. love it yeah. oh hannah means family no i can't yeah. i was gonna try and i just really can't. i've never seen that movie yeah. what oh Tom! Both of you looked at me with such, like, anger. <laughs> it, it, I was like, you I saw it. You have to watch it. Okay. okay. Oh I was sobbing in the theater when I yeah. saw it. It's oh so my God. fucking good. So good. It was released right at the time where it wasn't cool for me to watch. Like, I was probably, like, 18 or something. Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense for when yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Um, oh, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, that, I watched you. that, but, I mean, I was born in 94, so that's, Me like, too. Yeah, so that's, Chins. I guess... Yeah. One of the questions too. Yeah. I was going to... Okay, no. <laughs> Hashtag 1994. <laughs> Hashtag Lilo and Stitch was my fave movie. <laughs> Hashtag Ohana means something. <laughs> oh, oh, one, of the, one of the questions in the quoting round, I stupidly skipped over it, but it was Lilo or Lilo and Stitch. And now I'm like, right. should have fucking asked you. Um, Jesse, can you... Go back. Superimpose that question Please. In. Photoshop audio Jesse <laughs> somehow. You. I need to say, um, before we go, uh, I don't want to, like, stop thanking Kathy and Leah for our fucking intro. Getting me so high that I couldn't exist today. <laughs> and I, also that, because this, whatever this is going on, it's great. Um, but no, so, like, the, the intros that they did for us, mm. fucking amazing. Yes. Uh, the one from last week, I can't even listen to without, like, crying. Um, and Leah just, like, came up with that yeah. on the fucking spot. And yeah. so... Yeah, just thanks um, again. And it, it's too bad that this is going to air right after, but Leah, Leah is opening for Brandy Ugh. on the Pride stage at Young and Dundas Sunday night at 7. I mean, that will have already happened when you listen. So yeah. I wish that I could have like come out ahead of that. But yeah, 
Well, we can, we'll post, we'll be like, oh yeah, we can yeah, Instagram, yeah, yeah. we're going to yeah, plug okay, yeah. and plug and plug, but we're very proud of all of our supporters and of everyone who's come out to help us and like the talent that we have in our, we have such a great Ohana, yeah, we do, <laughs> yes, good Tom, good, yes. round of applause for Tom, he is now born in 94, I'm so good at pretending I know about Joy, <laughs> who's she, she sounds boring, <laughs> Um, Courtney, do you want to plug yourself? Oh, well, everybody should follow me because yep. I'm super famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, nobody knows me. But um, <laughs> you guys can follow me if you want um, at Courtney2794 on Instagram. 2794. Oh, yes. that must be a birthday. June yes, I know 27th, it is. 1994. Alex actually calls me 2794. So <laughs> <laughs> You were born six months after to the day that I was born in the same year. Oh my which God. Is crazy. I'll just interrupt that and say five months. <laughs> right. I counted January as one. <laughs> I need to go back to school. <laughs> Sorry, it's my synesthesia. I couldn't like <laughs> but that's yeah. like, I feel like kindred spirit. Yes. Same day, same year. So follow me if you want sense. to. All right. Uh, yes, indeed. Sorry about the... <laughs> You're going to lose followers. <laughs> Probably. You're going to hit report. It's all good. <laughs> and you can follow us too at Dickwick. On uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Yep. Facebook, I believe, is Do You Queer What I Queer. Um, Patreon, same thing. Email us, do you queer what I queer at gmail.com. Let slide into our DMs. Slide all the way into those DMs. Slide right up there. Yes, indeed. Well, on that note, on that beautiful without note, further ado, Courtney, thank you so fucking thank much. Thank you so much for having me. It I'm so excited a, for the next week. We're going to party. Absolute Yay. pleasure. Oh, I can't wait. I <laughs> cannot wait either. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't want this to end. I know. But I guess bye. Right? See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. bye. No. One, two. Ready, go. Yes. Yes.